We do have breaking news today, and you're the guy that's behind this. Over to you, Moose. We're going to Montreal. Ta-da! We are taking our show on the road. Thursday and Friday, we'll be on the air from uh, from the Stanley Cup Finals. How cool is that? Yes, live Thursday, Friday from Montreal, downtown Montreal, in advance of Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. We will be there live. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Batten down the hatches and away we go with another edition of the Rod Peterson Show. You might you might remember that. That's Ed Whalen, the famous uh, Calgary Flames broadcaster. But most of you that know Ed will know him from his stampede wrestling days. But I thought we'd throw a tribute to Ed to start the show here today. And we're going to get into Calgary Flames broadcasting in just a minute. My name is Kelly Rempel. I'm happy to be sitting in the big chair here today. Of course, uh, Rod Peterson and Darren DuPont enjoying some heat out in Montreal, Quebec. Where would you rather be today if you're a Canadian than sitting in that market? Wow. Good call by those guys. And as they just mentioned, or you heard some of the audio, they're going to be doing the next couple of shows, both tomorrow and Friday, from Montreal, Quebec. Embraced in the culture of the Stanley Cup championships as the Montreal Canadiens will try to snap a, uh, a one-game losing <laughs> skid here tonight when they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. But, of course, they go back for games, I believe it's Friday and Monday uh, in Montreal. So that'll be lots of fun. So tune in tomorrow. But today you're stuck with me. And I got a, a very, very good friend that's going to be joining me as the co-host in just a minute. But we got to take care of some housekeeping. Today's warm-up presented by Ecole Electric. Let's get to work. And listen live at rodpeterson.com, presented by Crazy Kirby Cazell and the gang over at Suds Car Wash. You want to check them out as well. We talked a little bit about Ed Whalen a few minutes ago. And somebody that's done his fair share of broadcasting over the last few years from the Ed Whalen Press Box at the Saddle Dome in Calgary is my good friend and the co-host of the show today, the impeccable... Peter Labardius joins us from Mississauga, Ontario. Lou, I'm a little fired uh, up. I'm a little fired yeah, up this morning. I, I'm a lot fired up in what we're hoping to have today. And we understand that they've gone into the bullpen for the Rod Peterson show. And I'm not opposed to coming out of the pen. Uh, I've done it a lot. That's fine. I don't know if we're going right-handed or left-handed today. But here's what I do know. On the theme that you've begun with, we're going to do all we can to accomplish a couple of things. We're going to be young today. We're going to be positive. We're going to get some work done here today. And it's going to be a ring-a-ding-dong dandy. So stay tuned because we have some kind of guest list coming at you. Oh, you got that right. And hopefully, Lou, there's no malfunctions at the junction. Well, but you, you know, never know. It is, it's live television. It's live you never television. know. It is. Um, you know, and you're already looking so comfortable in that chair. We're going to have some fun today. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, I think it's important to share a little bit. Um, you know, Kelly and I go back for what's unbelievable. We met all the way back in 1989, and it's an unbelievable story that you know, fortunately, he made some better decisions in his career and actually, you know, took some control, made a mu- made money, um, you know, runs his own business. 
But, you know, we got to know one another, pal, a long time ago when you were uh, thinking about getting into this business. And I've always talked about your unbelievable talent and, and your gifts to entertain. And uh, Kelly decided that he wanted to phone me up at CKCK Radio back in 1989. And, hey, can I, can I come intern? I don't want any money. I just want an opportunity. And it built... Uh, a lifelong friendship and um it's always fun when we can get together to chat and it's been the first time i guess cal that we've done any kind of show on air since uh you and i and mr dupont did pre and post of the 2018 memorial cup in that great city of regina yeah that's that well it's the last time that we've done you know Anything that lasted longer than you know, like a you know a ten or a fifteen minute segment. I think we've we've been on to, on the Rod Peterson show a few different times, but nothing of this yeah, magnitude. We, right. we got we got two hours here. And speaking of our hosts, um, well, host you, co-host, uh, our guests. We're going to kick things off in a few minutes with legendary not only junior hockey, but of course everybody thinks about Theron Fleury. They think about his unbelievable time with the Calgary Flames. Uh, I know you know Theron quite well. That's going to be so much fun to talk to him. I want to do a bit of a deep dive into that old school hockey that that I know people <laughs> like to talk about. Then we got and Alan Miller. Too. Oh, and and we're going to get a little passion from him today, I would think. And then the director of player personnel with Hockey Canada's program of excellent excellence, another good friend, Alan Miller, is going to pop in after that. And then in hour two, Mike Babcock. My old boss, back at the Moose yeah. Jaw Warrior days. So there's, you got lots of warrior stuff going on here today. I know you're more of a Pats guy, but that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But you remember, you remember that rivalry pretty well between the Warriors and Pats back in the day. I can remember one call. I heard you on the other side of the crush can. You were so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a show I put on that particular day. A crisp, constant overtime goal. Now, now here is a great, now here's a great story. I don't know how you become best friends with the person who does this to you, but I don't know if we've ever shared this publicly. So why not? I think not, I know where you're why heading. Not I don't... Today? Okay. So when I was the voice of the Pats way back in the late 80s and early 90s, which in some ways feels like yesterday, um, Mr. Rempel and his buddies used to sit about three rows in front of me um, to watch the games when I was doing the game and would absolutely mimic me and stand up after every warrior goal and mimic me. Now, I don't know how you go from uh, a guy that you wanted to stab three rows below you yeah. to one of your favorite people, but that, uh, you know, that's part of the story as well. So I always have a good time. But anyway, when you talk about that rivalry, and I've seen it from a lot of different angles and um you know back back in the day it was just it was so fabulous on a saturday night generally after a game in regina on friday to you know go into the crush can with 2800 to 3100 people and place was buzzing and you know it, it just it, it's some of my fondest junior hockey memories, even though as a Pats guy, I uh, I left that building many a night, not very happy, to be frank. <laughs> and Kelly, as you know, back in those days, it was funny because 
there'd be some pretty easy Friday night wins for the Pats in Regina. And then, you know, Bob Lauks Jr. or go on down the list. <laughs> Somebody Thomas. would root Scott Thomas <laughs> and, you know, bless Scotty and all he's been through. Um, but, yeah, you know, they'd score two in the third to ruin my night. Yeah, well, it, it was always 9-2 at the Agrodome on Friday or 8-1 yeah. or 10-2 right. or something. And then the next night, the Pats would, it was like it was like Groundhog Day. The Pats would come out with a one or two goal lead. And then, mm-hmm. as you would say, as you have said a million times, that run, those fans yeah. would start getting behind the Warriors and you'd hear that, go Warriors, go, and all that craziness going on at the Crush Can. And somehow, some way, the most unlikely guy on the whole Warrior roster would some would you know get an, yeah. a, a late couple of goals or something, and the Warriors would win three to two or something on the Saturday back at the at the Moose Jaw Civic Center. Before we go on any further, how about this guy, Braden Point? Oh, the old bobblehead, Peter. Let me ask you this. Yeah. The for, speaking of the former Warrior, and yes, this inevitably with, with Al Miller, Theron Fleury, and Mike Babcock, we'll take on a bit of a Warrior theme today, although I didn't really think about it that way until I started realizing all the guests. Um, is there any possible way that you could ever, even, even to spite the fact that Braden Point as a 15-year-old scored two right. overtime goals in the 2012, I believe it was, playoffs, could you yes. could could you possibly have ever thought that this guy could arguably become the most clutch playoff performer in the National Hockey League? Well, I would say this, Kel, and you know, we we shared some of those moments back in 2012. I was on Shaw Television um, at the time covering the Western Hockey League playoffs for that organization, and. Um, you know, anyone who knows me pretty well, and we'll get into this a little bit more with Alan Miller, is, you know, starting really from 14 or 15 years of age, one of my incredible passions is to, you know, watch young, somewhat elite players at that age and then follow their progression. As, as you know, Cal, better than anybody, that's, that's a big thing for me. But, you know, when you follow the Western League and hockey as long as I have uh, for a lifetime, and what I watched in those 2012 playoffs, where you talked about the two overtime winners, um, you know, seven goals, 10 points, a guy who was about a buck 38 soaking wet at the time, but won battles, um, incredible intelligence. And, you know, it's interesting on a day that, there was breaking news, and we'll get to this a little bit before the show is over, that, you know, Jonathan Taves uh, missed an entire season due to chronic fatigue syndrome, the 33-year-old. You want to talk about clutch. I think maybe as clutch a hockey player as I've ever seen in my lifetime. But, you know, Braden did show me certainly back in 2012 that nothing should surprise you. And, you know, Cal, I've always said this too. You know, whether it's whether it's Brad Marchand, whether it's Jonathan Taves, you know, I could go on down the list. But those special moments are not for everybody. And, no. you know, I, I almost feel, you know, 
proud every time I watch Braden Point, you know, because I've been watching him since he was a peewee and under 13, pardon me, um, you know, in Calgary. So I've watched him forever. Uh, he's just an awesome young person. He's a great player. If Canada goes to the Olympics in Beijing and the NHLers go, there's just no way he's not going to be there. This guy in the biggest moments, it just, you know, you and I have kind of coined a phrase. Um, your word is always, you just text me, you go point. And, and my <laughs> thing going all the way back to 2012, because one night when he scored in Madison Hat and I was hosting the game, I think I jumped about six feet in the air in front of Andy Neal and Grant Wilkins and yelled out, oh my God, he did it again. Did it again, yeah. He did it again. Because you're just not, you know, you're just not supposed are. to be able to do that at 15 years old. No. You've played with the Calgary no. Buffaloes all year. You get called in because their right. season's over. And you step in like you've been there all year. You're 142 pounds soaking wet. And you just step right in and you're scoring overtime goals in the playoffs. You're right. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be surprised because but the guy just won't extent, be denied. Kelly. But to, but to this extent, no, I mean, I, I no mean one, it's, it's unbelievable. It is. It is. You know, he's, he's become one of the best players in the entire league. Three assists is, you know, we get set for game number two of the Stanley Cup final tonight in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, he and Kucherov as dynamic a duo. Don't forget about Andre Pallott on the other side of that line is they're three wins away from a second straight Stanley Cup. Um, you know, it's just, it's been incredible, incredible to watch. And, you know, while we're on this topic, it's funny. There, there's memories that last for a lifetime. And, and you were there with me. Um, we went to a practice on a game day during that Warrior playoff run. And we were sitting together. And I was watching Braden, you know, very, Interact. very closely because I, and, and the, yes, the way he interacted, you could just see the respect of the 19, you know, the Edmondsons, the, the two-time world junior member, Quentin Howden. They loved this guy. They knew. You know, I even heard Joel talk the other day about Braden and said, you know, that's when he knew that there were some pretty great things on the horizon for this player. So... Yeah, I'll never forget that practice, watching him interact, how they welcomed him. Because, you know, guess what? A lot of times a 15-year-old comes up and, you know, he's got a lot of pomp and circumstance and guys aren't ready to buy no. in right away. No, he didn't pay his right? dues. How does he step in and play be a top six right. forward? I've, taken, been here all, I've been here all year and he gets to just step. Well, guess what? If you were scoring, you know, clutch overtime goals in the playoffs, you would be. But, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, um, this is probably a, a nice segue into talking to Theo in about five minutes when we talk to Moose Jaw Warrior and Calgary Flame legend Theron Fleury. But if you think about it, Peter, and I, I believe this, okay, and some people would say, ah, come on, quit being so dramatic. But what do those two guys have in common? I guarantee you their whole life was spent listening to people that don't know half of what, don't know a tenth of what they know, have no business making comments, 
Guys like you and I, guy, just your average guy, saying, well, he's too small. Right. You know, I mean, I remember Rob McLaughlin telling me that people laughed at him when he picked Braden Point in the first round with the Warriors at 10 or whatever it was. They said, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to be able to do in the Western League what he can do in Bantam. Yeah, he could run the show in Bantam, but he's tiny, and he's not a great skater. And you're going to and you're going to you're going to take him in the first round and then he goes to junior and he tears it up there, world junior and played hurt the whole tournament. And then, you know, what happens? Well, who's going to I mean realistically, you know, is he going to be able to do that at the next level because he's so small. And you you we got about a minute here, Peter, but you can't tell me that a lifetime of listening to this nonsense, it doesn't fuel your fire. It has to. Well, of course it does. And, and again, um, passion. In the case of Braden, and I give his dad, I know we got to run, a lot of credit because he coached him all the way up. I've spent some time with Grant. Um, you know, he sees the game at a really high level. He's coached a lot of elite junior players in spring camps. But, you know, Braden's smarts, intelligence, the way he knows the game, the way he even back in 2012 used his body and stick to win battles against way heavier, way larger people. Um, Like I said earlier, you know, the only thing I can say is what an absolute pleasure to watch this young man's journey. And there's lots of wonderful chapters left to be written. We're just getting heated up, folks. You ain't seen nothing yet. Don't go away. We got Warrior and Calgary Flame legend, NHL hockey legend, Theron Fleury, coming up right after the break here on the Rod Peterson Show.